It feels like Instagram is 12 apps in one and with no links in the posts as a podcaster, you may wonder, is it even worth being on Instagram? Well, yes, it so is. And I brought on savvy social podcast host and social media strategist Andrea Jones to the show who gives us the full scoop on Instagram, best practices and tips to grow your podcast and get more engagement. So let's take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey guys, I have a super savvy woman with me and another Canadian. I always like to do shout outs to Canadians. And if you have seen Andrea Jones online, you will see that she is completely crushing it. She has a savvy social podcast as well. One of the top rated podcasts um, out there. And so today I'm going to tap into her brilliance and talk about how to use Instagram for podcasters. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. So yes, I admittedly am not amazing on Instagram, so I am going to be mentally taking a bazillion notes. Um, and the first thing I want to talk about, because I saw this that you had online was an Instagram mindset guide. And I thought, hmm, I never really thought about tweaking my mindset before tapping into a social media platform. So what do you mean by that? Yeah. So I think with social media, it's so easy to just get caught up in the app. You know, these apps are designed to be addictive, right? So we log into Instagram and we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And somehow 30 minutes has passed and we don't even remember what we looked at. Yep. Uh, all we remember is feeling that feeling of, oh, I should do that. Oh, I should do that. Dang. Why am I not doing that? And so I feel like, especially as creators, as business owners, as people who leverage social media for imp impact and building our business, um, we oftentimes don't make a decision about how we're going to use it. We just kind of show up and hope it works. So I designed the mindset guide to help business owners, entrepreneurs, creative people kind of make some decisions about Instagram and how they want to use the app. How do they want to show up? What do they want to feel? Mm. Um, and so that's my way of doing that. So one of my favorite activities is to, you know, take a second, scroll through the app and focus on the feelings that you want to feel in the app versus what you're actually mm. feeling right now. And I think that's such a powerful exercise because if we want to feel connected, if we want to feel empowered, but our feed is making us feel discouraged, it's making yeah. us compare, then we may need to change the things that we're looking at in our Ooh. feed. And that's a really simple way to switch up how we're approaching the app. That is so true. And I've never actually consciously thought about all of that. But yeah, I avoid some because I'm like, oh, it just makes me feel crappy about myself or just like negative energy or whatever. And then where lately I've been in LinkedIn because I've been making really good connections, having conversations, and that's what I want out of it. So I've been kind of leaning into that more. So that's interesting to kind of like think about your, your mindset and how you feel while you're in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, the apps are designed to be addictive. So if you feel yourself going into the <laughs> doom scroll, know that you're just, you're, you're working with the app, right? That's yeah, what it's yeah. supposed to do. So we have to kind of combat that a little bit if we want to have a different experience. 
Ain't that the truth? Um, now, of course, this podcast is geared towards podcasters, and I get a lot of um, listeners and clients and so forth that think that they can't use Instagram because you know people don't really promote links actively. It's not set up that way, um, so they just shy away from it in general. So, what would you say to to those naysayers? Yeah, you know, Instagram is still one of the most popular social media apps. And I've never heard of someone listening to just one podcast, right? We all are looking for new podcasts. So if your podcast shows up in someone's feed and it's exactly what they're looking to listen to, then of course they're going to go to download it. Now you're right. There aren't links on Instagram. So it's really hard to track if someone sees an episode and they, you know, hop on over to Spotify Mm -hmm. immediately to search for it and download it. That's how I do it. There's no way to track if that person did that. Um, So you kind of have to look at other metrics, like is your show just growing in general? But um, Instagram specifically in recent history has been actively helping accounts be discoverable. So they're actively through Instagram reels and even other types of posts showing that content to new people. So if you have a podcast and you're talking about your show and you're trying to reach new audiences, Instagram is such a great way to do that, namely through Instagram reels. So Instagram reels mostly goes out to users who do not follow you. So you do have to position, yeah, you do have to position your show with that in mind. Like if you go into your data after posting a reel, you'll see it mostly went to people who don't follow you. It kind of just pops up in their feed. So with that in mind, think about how you can put your show in the best light for someone who's never heard of it before. Um, One of our clients does this by pulling impactful quotes from her podcast. Um, She's a life coach who has a podcast um, and she'll just pull a quote, put it in Canva, put a moving background. Now it's a reel. And people who resonate with the quote will then read the caption where she says, here's how you find the podcast. Um, If you're like me and you like a little face to camera, I'll usually do a little face to camera video. You know, this week on the podcast, I talk about, you know, the Be Real app or whatever, Instagram Reels. And if you want to learn more, here's a little tip, head on over to the podcast to keep listening. So, you know, thinking about how to position your show to new users and using yeah. Instagram Reels specifically is a fantastic way to grow your show. I love that. And I didn't realize that. And I was, it's funny that you say about the quote with the moving image behind, cause it's such an easy thing to do. And yes. I noticed like Lewis, Howe does it? And I, yeah, I've just started noticing that. I'm like, Oh, that's easy. Um, now can you take clips from your, like the video version of your podcast and convert that to reels? Yes. That's actually my favorite way to do it because I don't have to do it. Yeah. (laughs) My team does it. Um, if I had to do everything, honestly, um, you know, if y'all go to my social media, just know that 90% of it now is my team. Um, so I do want to be transparent in that, you know, I've been working in business for almost 10 years now. I have a lot of stuff that they can post. So they just go and clip it out. Um, if it's you, you can also pull clips from your video episode Mm -hmm. and post that on social media. Just remember it is going to new audiences. So you may need to play around with the editing, make sure to pull a clip that has some context to it. So if someone's just listening to that beginning three seconds, they understand what that clip is. Um, Or if it's a longer clip, maybe adding in a hook or a title text to the video. So, um, you know, three keys to 
breaking imposter syndrome. That's mm-hmm. the title. And then in the video, the you or your guest or whoever is talking, maybe elaborating a little bit more, but that user knows to listen in to get that little bit, the little tidbit from the video. Yeah, that's a great tip. Um, and so are people doing the reels and the that format more so than the square videos now? Or are yeah, you still so- seeing a mix of both? Instagram did a funky thing in 2022 where they actually converted all videos to reels and they made a big announcement. So actually, if you go to post a square video, most of the time, Instagram is going to try to force it into the vertical video format, which I personally find annoying, but here we are playing on uh, Adam Misery's Instagram. So What happens is you can post a square video, but Instagram is going to try to convert it. So for a lot of my clients and students, I just say, go to straight to vertical. When you're editing those videos, it'll perform better on the platform. That's what I figured. And do you need to do a cover image? Because sometimes I go to people's Instagram and it's like black until you hit play. Yeah, I do like either a cover image or within the app as you're uploading it, you can select a still. So a video frame from that video. Um, So if you don't have the opportunity to upload a cover uh, uh, image, try to select a frame where maybe you're not making like a weird face or something like that, um, because it does show up in the feed. But also I wouldn't worry about it too, too much because it is in the feed. And the only people who go to the feed are usually new people. Yeah. So your average user is going to see your post within their feed. And as they're scrolling, that cover video photo doesn't get seen at all. Okay. Um, I get asked this question a lot by people who want to mm. do like a funky pattern yeah. on their Instagram feed, which is fine, especially for people who are artistic, but a lot, most people don't see it. <laughs> so it's really right. just for you okay. and maybe the occasional person. Um, yeah. Hope That's that answers the question. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's perfect. And so when you're thinking about, again, repurposing um, your content, um, what other tips can you give podcasters to how to share their podcast or are there any things they should or shouldn't do? Yeah. So I love a good conversation around an episode. And so if you're thinking of ways to talk about your episode without just saying, here, listen to this episode, (laughs) try asking a question. So asking a question is a great way to pull people in. Um, so let's say you have a podcast that is an audio drama and you, um, are a ghost hunter and maybe you're going to ask an episode about how, how, um, they're looking at the witch Salem witch trial. So maybe you're going to post a question. Have you ever been to Salem? Have you ever traveled to do this on your own? And then, you know, PS, we have a whole podcast episode about this, but you can really kind of draw people into the conversation by asking a question. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, like, how do you feel about the whole link in bio thing with link trees, social, there's so many of them. Um, Is there a right way to use them or an app that you prefer? I do like Linktree, you know, Linktree and Instagram did have a bit of a tumultuous relationship. (laughs) Instagram kind of at one point said, no, we don't like this tool, but they've recently gone back on that. Um, And even Instagram is playing around with their own version of Linktree, which I'm hoping just 
Yes, we'll be. I'm hoping that's the thing. Uh, but Linktree is super easy. So for those yeah. of you who don't know what it is, it is a um, very micro version of a website where you can add in multiple links because you only get one on Instagram. So you're turning that one link into a mini kind of landing page of sorts where you can link out to other things. Very helpful if you have multiple podcast episodes mm -hmm. or if you have other places where you want to send traffic, um, it can be helpful. Just know that it usually takes multiple steps for the user. Yeah. So they have to click your profile, then click the link in bio, then click the link tree They link have to really and... want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to really want it. But so it's funny that you say that because in with our clients, we see the people who go through that effort tend to spend longer on the website. They, they're more likely to click the checkout button yeah. versus platforms like Facebook and Twitter, where links are more kind of normal. People click links all the time, but the time on the website is way shorter. That's true. And the thing I like about, like I use link bio, but it actually show you stats of like how many people are like clicking. So you can actually see like what action your little cards or links or whatever are, are getting. So that's kind of helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, any of them will work. Yeah. Perfect. Good to know. And of course, hashtags, you see people, you know, putting in a batch of like a million of them, some people just using three, some people using none. Um, I know things have changed a little bit over, you know, the past couple of years. So what would you say there are the best practices? I'm a huge fan of using as many hashtags as possible, but I will tell you the official advice. I've tested this extensively. Mm. We still use about 20 to 30 hashtags for our oh, clients. Wow. The max you can use is 30. That's yeah. Instagram's max. No one can use more than 30. This year, 2022, Adam Asseri, the CEO of Instagram, did say that he recommends between three to five hashtags. Yeah. But we've tested it and we just see better results with more hashtags. Really? Hmm. So I wonder it's why they really said that then. <laughs> I think, you know, and I think that may change over time. Maybe it's yeah. something, you know, this time next year, it'll be different. But true, true. right now, more is working. And honestly, it's just how users use Instagram. Yeah. Um, I did this recently. I was looking for an accountant and I looked at hashtag CPA and I'm Canadian, as we mentioned. So yes. I want CPA Canada. <laughs> so I went through and looked, that's how I looked for people. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that's just how users use the platform. Yeah. For sure. I like that. I know. Cause you hear two schools of thought, but honestly, testing is the only way you're going to find out what's going to work for you. So that's perfect. And you know what else I see in Instagram? I find that people use emojis way more in Instagram than they do in like Facebook or LinkedIn. And I'm like, that's an interesting phenomenon. Is there like anything proven that you it's better to use emojis on Instagram or? No, I think that's just a personal preference. Mm -hmm. um, emoji use is one of those things that has just evolved over the years. And my theory is that on Facebook, we can use GIFs as well, which I'm yeah. a huge GIF person. Give me a GIF any day, every day. I love totally. it. Totally. You're the best. Um, <laughs> And as a side note, my little sister who's 18 told me that is way uncool. And I was like, oh, okay, well, fine. I don't care. I'm going to keep using it. <laughs> 33 over here. So, um, you know, I think because on Instagram, we don't have a GIF, maybe we're overcompensating with an emoji. Hmm, interesting. I'm not sure. Trying to be self-expressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know. 
I like it because it helps break up the text, right? And it like draws your eye in because of the color. But then you see some that are like emojis all over the place. And you're like, easy, speedy. <laughs> it's yeah. like too many. There but... is a science to it and an art. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and I ha- like where do stories, because my God, Instagram is like, you know, the posts, the quotes, the reels that like, Sometimes you feel live, like sometimes you feel like there's too much going on. So tell us a little bit about stories and how we can use those as podcasters as well. Yeah, you're right. Instagram is like 12 different platforms in one. (laughs) So I hear you. Um, So for podcasters, the best place to start is to just share your posts from your feed to your story. Maybe Mm -hmm. add a little checks or I told you about my love for GIFs. You can add a little GIF in the stories. Um, And then the great thing about stories is you can add a clickable link. So Mm -hmm. even though you can't do that in the feed, you can now do that in stories. I I like to use Podlink. Oh, okay. No, I've never Um, heard of that. It's like a one link um, way to share your podcast. Um, It will open up in that person's app or give them the choice. um, The first time they click it, do you want to open this podcast in Spotify or Apple Podcasts Mm. or wherever you listen? Um, So that is helpful. Um, Spotify also works really great with stories. You can actually share episodes directly to stories and have that be clickable. Um, so really you can share a post to the feed on, let's say Monday, Tuesday, share that post from your feed to the stories. You can even share it again on Wednesday, like because mm. they disappear every 24 yeah. hours, you can even go back to past posts and oh, share true. those to stories. Um, stories are also really great for behind the scenes. So as you're yeah. recording an episode, take a selfie, post what your, um, setup looks like your studio. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility with stories and because because they do disappear every 24 hours, there's an urgency in the consumption from your audience. So they want to look at stories. Yeah. I'm actually a stories only viewer and oh, interesting. I, yeah, I look at stories. I rarely scroll through the feed. So if you feel like you're repeating yourself, it's okay. Cause it's like True. almost always two different audiences. Do you like, you like the feed or stories? I tend, because I'm on my computer so much, I'm more weirdly enough on the desktop. And I know that's not the norm, but that's just, you know, I peek in there. Um, But yeah, when I'm on my phone, I kind of look at the stories more so than the feed. Yep. Yeah. And we even test it with one of my clients. Um, Her stories get way more views than the feed. So we actually only post to the feed maybe once a week, twice a week. And we post to her stories every day because it just gets more engagement there. So, you know, kind of look into your data and metrics and see what's working best for you and choose that avenue. And again, the best thing about stories is you can repeat yourself because it disappears in 24 hours. I know. And I know we're running out of time, but before we go, I'd love for you to share a tip on how to stay engaged with people. Yeah. I, you know, I, so for background, I met my husband on YouTube. What? (laughs) Yeah. Some of my closest friends I met on Instagram. Um, I just met someone for coffee here in Niagara who I met on Facebook. So like, for me, social media is about like finding people and connecting with people as an introvert. There's some things I just would never say in person. I wouldn't start conversations that I do get to start on social media. So, um, I think that's the power of social media is if you can show up with the intention of 
connection. Yeah. That's super powerful. And, you know, we talked about stories, responding to someone's stories is a great way to like get that started. That's true. I never think to do that. It feels like all of a sudden I'm DMing them out of the blue. Like it feels like I'm not stepping over a line, but like, I don't know, it just feels weird to me, but maybe I just need to get over it. <laughs> yeah. Start with one of the little emoji reactions. Yeah, it's yeah. a great way to like a lighthearted, like, I see you, you know, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I know you have your Savvy Social School, and you have so many great resources on your website. Um, how can people get a hold of you and um, and and learn more? Yeah, so if you want to kind of step into my world, I have actually a social media starter kit. You can find Perfect. it by going to onlinedrea.com/free f r e e. Um, or it's at the footer of the website, onlinedrea.com. And it's really just my approach and framework to social media. So yeah. if you want boundaries, if you want ways to post without feeling like you're on all the time, no. I got you. Yay. Um, check that out. <laughs> awesome. I so appreciate your help and all your little tidbits. And so I've got my little checklist now of what I need to start doing a little bit more of. <laughs> I love I it. You're so good <laughs> online. You're rocking it. Absolutely. So I appreciate you coming thank on. You. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was great. All right. See you guys. Bye. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.